0: This is a Podcast 225 production.
1: The Issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The People. Carl Dabody. We've got Michael Shingle, Taylor Moore, Jay Darden, Congressman Garrett Gray, Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark, Sharon Weston Broom.
0: The Podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is The Clay Young Show.
1: Well, we're here early for another episode of The Clay Young Show, episode 222, right on the heels of the Louisiana governor's race and other statewide races. Actually, there was really only one other one, the Secretary of State's race, and some legislative seats that were settled up. But the top of the ticket is really the thing that people are talking about as Governor John Bell Edwards won re-election after defeating Eddie Rasponi a businessman from Louisiana. There are lots of things being said about this race. Governor Edwards uh, won 51 against Mr. Rasponi. And we talked about this last week with John Cuvion, who will be on later this week. We're going to get two shows in this week and kind of laid out for you what we thought was going to happen. This went pretty much how I thought it would. And I think in the aftermath of it now, people are talking about the impact the president's visit had and the politics of that. And I get all of that. Listen, that's that's the nature of things that happen on both sides of the political aisle when elections happen. It's fine. For me, it isn't about a pushback on Trump. I don't think that's what it is. I think it really is about the dynamic between Eddie Ruspone and the Ralph Abraham support base. I don't think Abraham's support base turned out for Rasponi. And we talked about that last week. And void of that, in, com- in combination with John Bell Edwards continuing what was a stellar campaign— in the the runoff specifically, Rasponi was going to be in trouble. I said to you last week, disillusioned Republicans who don't want to support him because they're with Abraham or they they haven't bought him yet, that was going to be the X factor. And I think that's what happened. And so one of the people involved in this over the past several months has been the top guy in the Abraham campaign, of course, under the candidate, and that is Lionel Rainey who's a political strategist and consultant, and he's going to be here in studio with us to go behind the scenes with what was happening with the Abraham camp as this election cycle was moving forward and talk a little bit about his perspective on the outcome of this race. Now, listen, Lionel Rainey is a red meat conservative. That's his viewpoint, his ideology, and it's going to come through in what he says. But he also is someone who knows Eddie Responey very, very well. And so his perspective on what was happening in the weeks leading up to the primary vote. And then what happened in the subsequent weeks after Abraham was edged out by Responey by three percentage points. And then going into next year. I will tell you this, though. It's going to be an interesting first year for Louisiana. Next year, 2020, is going to be. Wow, something different. I mean, with the possibility of redistricting in the state, the specter of the legislature's impact or the, the governor's impact, uh, really on what's happening with Saint George and East Baton Rouge Parish, it's going to be something else. You've got a supermajority in the Senate, a near supermajority in the State House, and a newly reelected Democratic governor, the only one of his kind in the uh, 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 its kind in the South. It's going to make for some uh, good content for the show. I can tell you that much. So I'm looking forward to it. So what does Lionel Rainey think of Eddie Responi and the way that the Responi campaign went after Ralph Abraham? So glad you asked. Let's get an answer.
0: Podcast225.com. Play
1: Young here with Charles Harvey with the Metropolitan Health Group. If someone has been in an accident or has suffered an injury and they need experienced medical treatment. They can come to Metro.
0: Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We've been in business for over 30 years in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. We have licensed physicians Mm -hmm. who've been practicing medicine for several years. They're here to get these people back on their road to recovery.
1: If you've been in an accident, you can go today. You don't have to set an appointment. You can walk in and be seen. Absolutely. Call, have your attorney call us, get you in to see the doctor, same day appointments. Um, We cater to you. So if you've been in an accident or suffered an injury and you needed to see a doctor immediately, you can call Metro and you can make that happen. Absolutely so there you go if you need a physician for physical therapy or some other medical issue contact the folks at Metropolitan Health Group in Baton Rouge at 225-926-3343 that's 926-3343
0: Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones, their intercom systems, save money and never have to worry about local customer support, doctor's office hospitals, schools, businesses. It doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up to date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. I'll take my word for it. Give them a call. 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. All of them up. Executone LA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here and they're going to continue to give you great service. The issues, the policies, the people. This is the Clay Young Show.
1: Back with Lionel Rainey, who is a political consultant and strategist. Someone I've known a very long time. He was the campaign manager and the chief strategist behind Congressman Ralph Abraham who, in the opinion of many people, should have been the person opposite John Bell Edwards, and were he that person, the outcome may have been different. Now, Lionel, before we get started, you and I spoke Friday. John Cuvion and I sat in this very room last week, and I talked about how I thought the race was going to go. I thought it was going to be a a slight eke out by John Bell Edwards, and I said it to you Friday, 51-49 is what we, we talked later that afternoon. And I said... John Bell Edwards had to run the table in getting African-Americans to turn out in mass for him. Check. Yep. He also had to get disillusioned Republicans to stay home or at least not vote for him because many of them who were not going to vote for Eddie Rasponi weren't going to vote for him. He just needed them to not vote in the governor's race or stay quiet. Check. Right. Check. Let me a lot of people are saying things to you guys this morning or whenever you're listening to this show about what happened on on Election Day and how that worked out. I want to illustrate to you how what I just said, and I think Lionel agrees with played out. And and so you can't buy that this was just about John Bell Edwards because he did his job. But this was also about Republicans. The Ralph Abraham support. The lack of that cost John Bell Edwards, period. African American voters turn out in, in mass like they did, and Democratic white voters turn out in mass like they did. If Ralph's voters show up, Eddie wins. Here's an example, I'll illustrate it. Statewide race between the Secretary of State, Kyle Ordway, and Gwen Collins Greenup right? The total number number of votes cast in that race, okay, 1.4 million, 1,468,566. In the governor's race, 1.5 million, just over 1.5 million. Eddie Responey, the Republican in the governor's race, got 734,000 votes. Kyle Orduan, got 867,000 votes. One would surmise that the Republicans who are going to vote for Secretary of State would also be voting for governor. So how do you explain... It's easy. ...a drop-off of over 130,000 votes?
2: Okay, so you missed a couple points. Okay, give them to me. And two. I'm going to explain it. All right. So 40,000 fewer people voted in the Secretary of State's race than voted in the governor's race. Mm-hmm. Kyle Ardwan received 100,000 more votes mm-hmm. than John Bell Edwards mm-hmm. received. That's we, true. We, we ran Kyle Ardwan's race as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went 9 for 11 um, with uh, a, a really tough loss. Yeah. This race was lost by um, the Rasponi campaign twice. The first time it was lost by the Rasponi campaign was their then consultant's decision to run solely on the back of President Trump. And, yep. and, and and not that you turn your back on them because you don't but the reason they lost there is with the core demographic who we were who we were coming after mm-hmm. the swing voters mm-hmm. and when we we modeled them as what we called a, you, you have names for all of your models right? yeah. a lot of people will call like white voters bubba's yeah. Yeah. we call this our Panera Bread model mm-hmm. and our Panera Bread model was made up predominantly of um, white females white suburban females and independent uh, or I'm sorry with uh uh, moderate Republican white males. Mm-hmm. Okay. As soon as you ran that ad and that was what you initiated and what you told people about somebody that nobody knew anything about right out the gate, you took a major hit. You may yeah. have lost the race right then. Yeah. The second time they lost the race was when they decided, uh, they made the decision to not go negative against Ralph Abraham. Negativity and negative advertising is part of politics. Sure. That's not what they did. It went personal. They lied about him. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. It wasn't the truth. And they attacked the character of what I know to be a very, very good man. They said they said a man who, they said that he um, took money from veterans and that he went and bought an airplane with that money. I've never met somebody who gives as much as Ralph Abraham. That plane that he's had for decades, by the way, he's been flying for forever. He flies sick children with cancer to treatment centers all over the country. He flies for the Coast Guard Auxiliary. He flies for the Civil Air Patrol. Um, this is a good. He was a good man, and and what they said about him wasn't true. And, and it so, backfired. What, it backfired big, and we, we told people yeah that it would backfire big, and we we warned people. We said, look, you know, if this happens, you know, you are you are what you are going to do is you are you are going to alienate a significant portion of the population and you're going to have to work really, really hard really, really quickly to get them back which Uh is why so we had a decision as an Abraham campaign that happens what do we do? I sat in a room with Ralph Abraham I haven't told anybody this yet I'm sure this will all get broken down in the coming weeks Um, but Ralph and I maybe another I think Luke may have been in the room Um, we had a decision to make and it was do we respond in kind and ralph looked at us and said we can't and he said we can't because if we if we blister him we will never get his voters we can't we have to hold we have to hold the line and we have to trust that people don't believe this and that we can message that effectively enough we did, at the end of the day we didn't have the money mm-hmm. to do that i think we spent 1.85 million on television, mm-hmm. our average cost of was about six bucks, um, but he was right because if we would have if we would have returned fire, we would have lost Abraham. We would have had what happened to us in the runoff. I don't know that would there would have
1: been a runoff had you had you blistered him that way. There were disillusioned Republicans in this race. John Bell Edwards ran a stellar campaign.
2: He ran a great campaign. But do you want to? And people probably this is inside baseball, but people probably don't know this. John Bell Edwards made a decision after the primary, um, a, a, after the first round, on, on mm-hmm. right after the election. He performed very poorly. Mm-hmm. They ran a they ran a very poor campaign. He
1: went he he went aggressively after
2: black voters. He changed his leadership at the top of his campaign. Hmm. He blew out the, 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 the top line leadership and he brought in some people who, who, some studs and they ran a flawless uh-huh. runoff campaign. Uh-huh. And what, you know, I, I've talked to the, since this ended, I've talked to the New York Times, I've talked to Politico, of, uh, I'm doing a story with the, um, Washington Post, um, as soon as I leave here, I just left a, uh, 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 an interview before I came in, people are going to try to, to put this race on the president. They will try to say it's a referendum on him. It's a referendum on conservatism. It's not Conserv- no, it's- Conservatives won from North to South, yeah, East to West. That's,
1: and that's the thing that the spin about this. And I tell people take the personalities and all that stuff out of this. This, <clears throat> this really was about Abraham voters saying no. And I think,
2: well, it, it, it was Abraham voters saying no, but it, it it was about swing voters saying no. It was about yeah. it was yeah. about your it, it was white females, yeah, predominantly in. And if you go look at the numbers right now, if you look at Jefferson Parish, yeah, and you look at St. Tammany Parish, mm-hmm. uh, and it was about indip- and it was about uh, uh, moderate white Republican males, yeah. And here's the thing: at the end of the day, you've got to give people. And a
1: number of them went to John Bell.
2: They they, they did go yeah. to John Bell. Yeah, you've got to give people a reason to vote for you. Absolutely, you cannot run a race that is solely based on don't vote for vote for me because that guy's bad right you've got to give people Absolutely. a reason to say and you got to give them you, you have to make get people excited about you right and your campaign right and your candidacy like in money matters but also talking to people matters you can't the there was this notion that this was some new form of campaign and everything had changed and you could just run television ads based on data and strategy let me tell you something we had the best data platform right on the planet a guy named bill skelly who we brought in as our data analyst who is the best data analyst in america called every single portion of this before we sat down we started showing you memos mm-hmm. throughout the course of the race he called everything that yeah. was going to happen yeah and told us exactly and we tried to tell people that you know it's it's hard to, to convince people uh, when you when you don't have much money and, the, and your opponent's got well, un- un- endless amounts of, of funds. But at the end of the day, this comes down to campaigns. Mm-hmm. Campaigns still matter. Mm-hmm. Candidates still matter. And you you have to talk to people. You have to, be, you have to go out and explain to people why you want them to vote for you. You yeah. cannot just run on the tails of another politician, even if that politician is the president of the United States. Yeah. I don't think it would have been as close as it was. If it wasn't for President Trump. The notion that somehow Well, president, that's the truth. The notion that President Trump came in and somehow negatively affected this race is yeah. absolutely insane.
1: I think that the president coming in did have the only other side of that coin would be that him coming in did gas the percentage of Democrats who went out who turned out and voted because he's a rainmaker in terms of political energy. It's the truth. However, if if he doesn't come in before the primary. I don't know that there is a runoff, and you're right. Now, let's dig into that. At no point did I see those two men on stage together. Let me ask you this, and again, personalities aside, we're not personally attacking anybody. You know both men. Why wouldn't someone say to Eddie Rusponi on the Saturday in October after he makes the runoff, hey, get on your jet. Go see Doc. The two of you guys go have some grits, eggs, and bacon, and just talk like men and then if you're and, and see if there's a way forward for the two of you figure it out I don't want to figure it out I want you no, to tell me
2: to figure it tell, telling them you got figure, oh
1: yeah 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 absolutely
2: figure it out yes so I think that there are probably only a couple people on on the planet that can tell you sure. can give you the answer to that sure. um, I think it goes back to looking at to the to the advice that he was getting and who he was getting his advice from uh, who was running his campaign, who his strategists were yeah
1: um and who was
2: advising him yeah um and and I don't think that they put much stock in it uh
1: and, <laughs> i mean uh, how how could you be a professional campaign person and not put stock in that that's again that's an elementary level thing that you do
2: I think that they took i think that they took uh for granted so on election night, mm-hmm. um, which was one of the – look, it wasn't hard, like the hardest nights in, or things I've ever experienced. I mean, I've, um, I've, I've served and, and seen really bad things happen to really good people, and I've, mm-hmm. lost, I've lost friends. Um, and, and So it wasn't one of the worst experiences I've ever had, but it was right up there. Yeah. It was tough. Uh, our team was heartbroken. Um we we were Ralph Abraham is genuinely one of the best men i've ever met in my life he i compare him he's close to my dad um it i mean it it devastated the people who were close to him uh it and it it devast it hurt him but to i watched that man do everything he could to win a race and and do everything the right way <clears throat> after he had been, his character had been assassinated, walk up on a stage five minutes later and endorse his opponent. I've never seen that happen. I've never, I don't know that.
1: It's happened. It's not, hard.
2: I don't know. If, I've never, uh, you know who I saw do that? Ronald Reagan went when forward. Uh, that's when I saw it. Into a room full of people who knew that the wrong person was on stage. That's when I saw it happen. And I watched him go up there and do it. And then I watched him endorse him in his hometown with the president. Um, so, I, you know, Ralph Abraham did a significant amount. Uh, you can't put this on him. And you can't put it on
1: Ralph Abraham supporters. At the but I do think, well, I don't know that I put it on them, but I think their absence in this is glaring because I, I, I don't believe – that they were drawn out. Listen, when the man's son-in-law makes a donation to Governor Edwards, you and I know that that doesn't accidentally get get out. And I think We look at politics and sometimes we forget there are people on the other side of this Mm -hmm. who, you know, regardless of your party or whatever, you're going to roll with your tribe and you're going to be, you're going to defend the people that you are with. We know lots of people in elected office who keep their families away from the light because they don't play that. Right. And I think a lot of his family and people around him, and I talked to people on that part of the state over the last few weeks, and they have been pissed since October. It's never subsided.
2: It was, it was. The a, 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 one of the big mistakes was made is it was never made right
1: never and so you and I talked about this
2: yeah. it, as a campaign strategist one of the things that so one we didn't attack them because right. we, that, we knew that that was going to be a difficult thing to do right you can't it's hard to win when you do that um and that's happened, and you know, we we ran Kyle Ardwan's race mm-hmm. last cycle when it was very competitive, mm-hmm. and everybody was attacking Kyle, mm-hmm. and we did not attack other candidates because we knew we had to have them to win a race. You've got to start, you got to play a long game when you do this. And that Absolutely, was, that was a very short. Yeah. that was a short game move yeah. and a short win. Yeah, uh, to get. Um, but yeah, man, people. Uh, it, it, what I would have advised him to do, and this is not, um. Monday Morning Quarterback, sure. we we talked about this. We put this out there as it happened is you've got to get up there. You need to get up there and you need to talk to his people. You need to talk to him. I would have run an ad saying that, that Ralph Abraham is one of the best dudes I've ever seen. He's a fantastic man. He's uh-huh. done a ton for this country. I wish uh-huh. it hadn't turned out the way it had, but we're going to work together and get this done. There was an opportunity to do that in Monroe on television. When they, for when a month. They, well, There was an opportunity to do that on, on oh, you live, mean when the,
1: when the president was there. On live yeah. television with the yeah. whole
2: state yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah. And, wow. it, and, and it said, thank you to Ralph Abraham. I wouldn't be here without you. And then that's it. And everybody in that room sat with their eyes wide open and their mouths open and saying that, that was what, what just happened. You, what just happened? Like you had, this is your chance. Get up there and say, bring him back on stage with you. Get up here. Come here. Let me tell you. Be me, on
1: stage at the same time. Bring
2: him up here and say, "Let me. I want to. I don't. I'm not talking about me right now. I want to talk to you about Ralph. Come up here. There's. I don't know a better man than this. And I wish that this thing hadn't turned out the way it did. If it. If you do that. Maybe things are different. Maybe they're not. But but you give yourself a chance with
1: Lionel. We're talking about forty thousand three hundred votes. Not much. Forty thousand three hundred votes. So when you're talking about one little nuance having an impact, this is it. Forty thousand votes. Absolutely, something like that could. And and I don't get. It. The, the television, his television, and I've been notoriously hard on his his team about it. His television was some of the worst stuff I had ever seen. It was like people who had never been here had a caricature in their mind of what people from Louisiana are, are like and what they talk like and how they think, and that was what the TV looked like. Right. And nobody in the room had the balls to say, what are we doing? Are we going to put that on television? Nobody did that and had someone done that it 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 ended it ended up getting better. Now let me ask you this question and you can speak to this. I don't know that everybody has most people will never be in this position to know this. But when you are running a campaign and the guy on the other side from you that you are fighting for fighting against for votes has the largesse of all kinds of money. He spent 12 million of his own money against this. How do you game plan from day to day, knowing you are never going to get point to point with him in terms of money spent? So we knew that, right? So we knew that, and so
2: game, and so we started our plan. We treated this race like a um, like a high school class president's race, mm-hmm. okay? And we went lunch table to lunch table, and we started with lunch tables in the northeast corner of the state, and then we moved over retail, and, and we yeah. went lunch table to lunch person table, to pick, picking up votes all across the state. While and we had a they helped us cause they, they weren't doing anything. And so we, and then the second thing we did was our media. So we created our own media. Mm-hmm. We did things. We would hold a press conference. We held a press conference out in front of the Louisiana department of health and mm-hmm. said that Rebecca Gies is going to be the first person we're going to fire because this is what she's doing to you. We went into to districts, uh, where John Bell had vetoed critical infrastructure projects through the capital outlay process. Like, so he vetoed something in, in, uh, you know, St. Martin Parish, where it was flooding and there was a flood. And so we went there, shot a video with Ralph and said, Hey, you know how it flooded here last night? It didn't have to. John Bell killed this. And so we created our own media. We talked to the media. We developed relationships with the media. We went and found really talented people, um, some in state, some outside of the country, who could develop relationships. And we went and started developing relationships with people in individual parishes. We had over 200 small office people who endorse Ralph and people like, what does that matter? Well, that's 150 votes. That's 4,000 votes. That's 6,000 votes. So we can get here. And we divide. The, and then that also built our ground game in mm-hmm. preparation for the runoff. Cause you have to have a ground game. You've got to have connections made before the runoff starts. If you're yeah. waiting to the runoff and you're trying to build a ground game to get out the vote, you're beat. Yeah. You're you're already beat. Yeah. And so we, knowing these things, we knew that we had to outwork, outmaneuver, mm-hmm. outplan. And we did. And, there's no question that we did. And you we, had the
1: lead for a very, we had very lead long for the,
2: time, up until the last three weeks, yeah. and, and then their decision to met, was made was the only way that we can win is to run the most absurd commercial, yeah. saying the most absurd things
1: yeah. about this man, yeah. and and it it worked. It, Eddie's performance in the last debate before the primary vote was really good he got he got he got way better as a candidate well no, I, no I'm
2: not going that far I'm just gonna did. say no, I think he did but they wouldn't let it let well, me disagree with you okay. they would
1: I think he did get better but I don't think they would let him off the chain they didn't let him okay. they didn't let Maybe him that's what it was it. I I saw it and I saw it in enough streaks it's like you know a quarterback who's a turnover machine has a quarter where he doesn't throw one I'm not going to get the bust ready yet. I, You know, it, listen, that night was great. And the thing that was that stood out about that night is he was locked in. And when and 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 Abraham had no interest in going personal. And when there were opportunities to return fire, he chose not to. You could tell when when you can look at someone and know when they don't have the capacity to just be a nasty SOB. They just it's just not there. He chose not to. And I think for Eddie, that was the I believe that was one of the one of the edges because people didn't get many opportunities to see these men on stage together right and in the last debate between John Bell and Eddie Responi, it was bad all the way around right but i would think but but I thought Eddie came across even uh, less likable than the governor because of how that went w- What do you think about how this was played out by way of the media
2: so that's a really good question um and I will. Let me start by saying this. I think there are some very good reporters in this state. No question. I think there are some very good media personalities, um, and and I don't want to start naming names, and I'm going to leave somebody yeah, out. Get but now, with but that. but in but I also think that there is a very <clears throat> biased general media in regards to uh, some of the legacy media. They don't tell you how bad things are. They talk, you know. They if, I think if people really knew how bad things were, maybe it would be different. But nonetheless, I ran into a very good uh, reporter. Uh-huh. Um, at the beginning of the runoff. Okay. And uh, and this is all this is gonna come back to relationships too. Yeah. Um and I was like, damn man, you are y'all are kind of being a little rough on Eddie, yeah. uh, you know, jokingly, and and the reporter got pissed. And they said, and he and he he or she said, This guy's running to be the chief executive of the state of Louisiana and he won't answer anybody's questions. You're damn right we're being hard on him. And it took me kind of, it took me, you know, by surprise. What's wrong? With and, that? I think that part I was of like, is correct. I was like, dude, you you're, that's not wrong. <laughs> um, it's not wrong. And so when I, when we hire position players, yeah. uh, I call position players. So like our communications mm-hmm. director and mm-hmm. our political. Um, our political director. Yeah. My, what I tell them is your job is to create relationships yep. and to develop those relationships. Yep. If you're a political director, you need to go into parishes and find out and, and develop relationships with the executive committees and with the clerks of court mm-hmm. uh, and with you know, people who have influence and, and find out what they need and what right. they want and talk right. to them, be friends with them genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we're, they're there when we need them because we will need them. And to our communications director, there's the same thing. I was like, I need you to develop relationships with the media. Yep. I need you to talk to them. Yep. I need you to work with them, and and don't ignore them. It and matters. It matters because you're going to need them at some point. And no question. There's no, and not that they're not going to be unfair or that they're going to be biased towards the opposition. It is what it is. But it is what it is. You yeah. have a relationship with somebody, and so, and maybe you get a call that says, "Hey, dude, there's a story coming down around right. you. Do you want your, do you want to have a say in mm-hmm. this?" Maybe they call you back if you don't answer. Maybe mm-hmm. if you treated them badly throughout the year. They call you once, you don't answer, and they don't, they don't call you back. And so I think that their decision, their decision throughout the year, and this isn't this was we put this out there, and the way that they treated and dealt with the media by hiding their candidate mm-hmm. was a terrible decision because not only did it never give him the opportunity to say why you need to vote for me, it turned the media off, and I, it turned the Not only did it turn the media off, Clay, it turned the media against him.
1: I think, I, I think it did. I think there was also, and fairness to Responi, I think there was also a lack of an ability to converse about policy, about politics, because he's, he's not someone who has done that. I mean, I've known him. You've known him. He's someone who's been involved with a great number of things. In fact, Abraham uh, pointed out in the, And one of the debates, I think the 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 first one that Eddie has, he says he's an outsider, but he's been involved and has given money to a bunch of causes. But I think when you're sitting in front of reporters and you have to answer policy questions and they're coming at you and you don't know how to do that, you know, it could make anybody look uncomfortable and unsteady. And apparently he was never at a level where they could, as you say, let him off the leash to do it.
2: So we did a we did in February, I think maybe it was March. We did a forum with the governor Mm -hmm. where I would tell you that, you know, Ralph Abraham, if you want to get on a stage and, and that and talk about federal policy he knows it inside and out cuz that's what he does so state policy is something he was new at but mm-hmm. we did a we did a forum when you could argue that he was not ready to do a forum with John Bell Edwards the governor of the state who's been in the legislature for 100,000 years <laughs> his family is his is you know has ruled over uh this the, their portion of the kingdom for, for generations, right? He knows it backwards and forwards, but we put him out there. We put him out there in March because if you're going to make a mistake, now's the time to make it and you have to get some training. You have to get out there. You have to take your hits. You have to figure out how people are going to ask you questions. We can put you in a room and train you all day long mm-hmm. and throw questions at you, but until you actually get into a into the game yeah. and you take a hit, you know, you know, everybody's got a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. Mike so Tyson. You ain't kidding. And so you've got to be able to 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 get hit yeah. and figure out how, what do you do after you get hit and we did that and he did it all year long and that's another reason why he, he I mean when we started this thing he had single digit name ID mm-hmm. we spent 1.85 million dollars and, and almost I mean I'm, I'm, like I'm bragging about finishing third and I'm not but we well 3% we
1: did, 3 percentage points separated you from the guy ahead of you y'all only spent a million dollars
2: 1.85 million on TV jeez you all sp- one point eight five million on television. We spent, I think we wow. we, we, we spent under four million dollars for the entire campaign.
1: I'm just, just in this moment now wrapping my mind around that because I that's one of those facts that I did not I did not have.
2: We never Dang. ran broadcast television in Baton Rouge. Cause it's expensive. Cause we didn't. We had. We had to pick a market not to run in. I mean, we were. We we ran this with both hands tied behind our uh, behind, tied behind our back. It, it's the most impressive campaign. It's a campaign I'm proudest to be. We had a core staff of about six that mm-hmm. ran this campaign. I mean, mm-hmm. we ran this campaign like a like a senate race. Yeah, like a low, like a uh, state senate state race. senate race. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, but the people we had were just so good mm-hmm. and so committed. Um, there were people at the end of this race, and I've never seen this on a campaign, who came to me and said, I don't want this. the last two weeks' check. I want it to go into TV. Have you ever in your life been involved in, a, in a campaign where the staff on the campaign says, "Take, I don't want to get paid these last two weeks. I know we're tight on money. Take my check and, and buy, let's buy some
1: more TV. That's when you have someone that people believe in, the candidate. I mean, that tells you as much about the person than anything else, and I think— Staying away from negativity, and some of the, and not really the negativity, because as you said earlier, which I think is so apropos. Every cycle, people complain about negative ads. They work. That's just, but come on, man. It, it, go back and read newspapers. About elections way before broadcast television, and see the things that people said about each other. Go back to you know, Rome. I mean, yeah, go back to it where. Just, I mean, like it's not uncommon. So let's a, 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 a bit more about about this because I know you got more more to do today. Um, were you ever contacted? Because I know that you know Eddie Respone. Were you ever contacted after the fact? To not to get into if you were into the, into the details of what you talked about, but were you ever contacted to say, "Hey, what what can we do? How can we how can we get this over the top?" Because you know what you're doing
2: by his campaign,
1: him or his campaign.
2: No. Now the RGA after the fact, well, that's different. I'm talking
1: specifically no, he or his I, campaign. I, I, no. You and he have had a relationship a long time. I love time. that man. Yeah. So where's that now?
2: I still love him. I mean, look the the. Uh, el- elections happen, mm-hmm. things happen uh, people get caught up in the moment I've made terrible decisions in my life previously in the moment and if people who were with me before then uh, turned their back on me because I made some bad decisions regardless of how big those decisions were, I wouldn't have anybody in my sure. corner um, and, well, and I don't, look I, I he's got I can't imagine what it's like for him right now. Okay, so I, I can imagine life is really bad. He just put up, he just put up near uh, probably at the end of the day, I bet it's going to be close to fifteen million dollars. man, of his own money up. So I think so. So is it? I still. He's he has done. This he's done more with uh, for education and in, uh, in this state than probably anybody ever has. Uh, he's a good man. Uh, he's a kind man. He's a genuine man. Uh, I know that he loves this state. Uh, he was misled and allowed himself to be yeah. misled by some really bad actors. Um, but personally, uh, uh, I, I, I would still I'd do anything for him.
1: Well, I, I've said it here on the show before because I like to shoot people straight. I, you know, I know him. I've known him, and and I fi- I've found him to be a nice man always. But him as a candidate couldn't stand what they did with him. He wasn't likable. His ads either annoyed me or or embarrassed me. And uh, as a person who lives here, and I don't think that they did him any favors. I think they made him a laughing stock, and, and then those commercials got better. And that's just the truth. But I, I can tell you because I said it with Cuvion sitting in that chair. Like I've been in the room with that guy and I know that the guy that I've been in rooms that's with, not him. that's not who we see. Mm-mm. You don't like this guy. The guy that I'm seeing in this campaign, I just there was nothing about him was likable. And I think the, 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 the strategy, one of the strategies they employ, maybe one day we'll know, was let's just be partisan and let's be pro-Trump. And let's turn John Bell Edwards into Nancy Pelosi, which is come on ridiculous, and 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 it didn't didn't work. John Bell Edwards is pro gun, he's pro life. Okay, Uh, uh, well. Look yes. around the nation, brother. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I, so uh,
2: but let's be honest. A real pro-life person doesn't put the person in charge of the abortion industry in their, in their state. Listen, uh, they don't put somebody who is a former Planned Parenthood executive.
1: I hear you. I'm only saying look around the nation.
2: Sorry. I haven't got, you, hadn't you got I hadn't, got, he is much uh, more pro-life than any other. He's much more pro-life than any other uh, Democrat. You can't help
1: yourself. I've known you a long time. You don't give a <laughs> centimeter except maybe at the house. Cause you have to. So <laughs> I got to give more than that. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's it's unbelievable to think about. So now this is all over with. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts after the fact?
2: That that was a that was a battle, and we are getting ready to walk into a war for the next four years. And man, then you, you got a
1: super majority in the Senate going in, and you've got a close
2: to super in the House. Yeah. I don't know that it's complete. It's not veto proof on everything, but, yeah. but but the decisions that are going to be made between now and January. For leadership in the house, and uh, I think I think what you're going to see now is you've just banked on an independent house again, which is a fantastic which is a fantastic thing, Um, but it's up to them now. It's up to them over the course of the next four years to hold the line and to uh, because there was a message sent during this election. Um, from north to south, east to west, conservatives were elected. Every other, every other statewide office, a conservative was elected. Um, that this was, so there. Was, this was a referendum election, and it says we do want change. Unfortunately, at the top of the ticket, you had a very poor campaign that was run that didn't. Well, articulate. not for John
1: Bell Edwards. So let me ask you this: how how can we get these sides to work together so that the business of the people gets done? I don't think you can. I, I think, think, so? think you've got
2: to hold the line. I think you've got to hold. I think conservatives have to come in and hold the line. I think they've got to come in and get some early wins. Um, you know, the person who wins the first round typically ends up winning the winning the, the the match.
1: Do you think there's anything that the two sides can come together on?
2: Not really. I mean, t- you tell me what what it would be. I mean, like, is it tort reform? No. Is it you know? Is it dropping our insurance rates? No. Is it stopping the coastal lawsuits no is it getting our infrastructure infrastructure no because they, you know constitutional uh, convention no i mean there's' there're there, there's, there two totally diametric different positions One,
1: were you in favor of the constitutional convention
2: uh Yes and no. Okay. Uh, I think you've got to be very, very, very careful with that. Yeah. And, and here's the reason why. There is no such thing as a limited constitutional convention. That's right. As soon as you go in there, there's that's, no law that, right. that governs those individuals that says they can't say, well, we're, mm-hmm. we're not looking at Article 6 anymore. We're going to open this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't pass a constitutional amendment that says you can call a limited call. Um, but to, but I don't know what our other fix is to come in and deal with all of the dedications that we have because right now, so much of the Constitution, so much of our budget is either statutorily or constitutionally uh, protected mm-hmm. that they don't have, there's not much leeway and much, much room. So I, I don't know, I don't know any another way to do it. Um, now you can take up individual articles as an article within the legislature. Is something that we found to be true. Yeah. So that that is an option. But here's what I can tell you for sure: you don't do it with a with this governor. Yeah. Um. With, you can't do it with him in charge. And look, there are going to be ramifications for this election that people aren't looking at. We're getting ready to look at redistricting. Like we, yeah, I know this, that's, this could change the face. I'm sure that that'll well, be a, that'll be another program. But this this yes. the, 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 this could change the. We could lose a, and and with our demographics, we could end up losing a congressional seats.
1: I think uh, that's that's a big thing that's on the horizon. Nobody's been able to get around to it because of the election stuff has been going on. But that
2: should have been the reason why people. One of, and Ralph Abraham said that the whole one of the things he said the whole time is redistricting, redistricting, redistricting is going to go on under this governor. Where do you think a seat
1: uh, a seat is likely to go away?
2: uh i th- I think you could uh, merge the two um congressional seats in the north mm. i mean it's, it's you, you're i think and that's because of population loss. <laughs> Remember things are not going well we are losing residents in this state like people who try to argue that our economy is great is not. horrible it's the worst in the country we're losing population we're losing jobs
1: people are leaving the argument against the because I was talking to somebody a couple of guys a couple of weeks ago about this so they say you know Louisiana is at the back end of the list but the distance that we're back is not as far as it was And and I've heard that a few times with people talking about it because there were I mean, John Bell did very well with moderates. What's your response to that? With how far behind we are, Mm -hmm. um, which
2: which, you know, we are the only state that lost jobs. Everybody else is booming. We're we are so far behind that to show our gains, we are comparing ourselves to ourselves. Look how much better we did than last year. Not to say that we were the worst last last year. If you go and look at our best our best performing school districts, they're still some of the worst. I mean, they're just moderately. They're just middle of the pack. We people in Louisiana are okay with just being okay.
1: But don't you? Well, some people are. Don't but don't you hold the legislature responsible for the, for this too? In a number of ways. Well, of course,
2: because they're the ones that make the laws. Um, yeah, people need to. A lot of people need to go back and watch Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, they're the <laughs> ones that create the laws. But I tell you what, I, what, rock. what I saw wow. was. I watched the legislature when I worked for leadership in the House two years ago. I watched them hold the line and fight longer than I could have ever imagined them fighting. And John Bell kept bringing them back and bringing them back and bringing them back and wearing them down and wearing them down. They just didn't have the margins they needed to hold the line for that long. So I watched them fight. Now we've had some big change. I mean, man, you're talking about getting rid of people like Elario and Martini and people like Cameron Henry and Kurt Talbot coming into the Senate. I think you're getting ready to see something happen. what the 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 saddest thing about all of this is that if you would have had a conservative a conservative governor come in with this legislature you would have watched mountains moved rapidly the 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 progress we could have made as a state is just i mean it's it's it, it's that, that's that's that is what's so sad but if you you've got it you, you you can sit there and dwell on that and 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 cry yourself a river, um, or you can say, okay, we, this is the world we live in today. What can we do to make it better? And just go and fight.
1: And you know, Republicans have to have to have a have a little bit of a job to do there with with what you talked about. But this this came down to political strategy, man. What happened Saturday for me is just it was it was an inaccurate strategy that had it, been had been going on for a while. Here's what backfired. you're going to find
2: out. Here's what you're going to find out. Yeah. They they made decisions based on how they can make the most money. That's what you're going to end up that with, happens a with, lot. With, with, that's what you're going to end up finding out. They didn't make decisions that were best for their candidate. They took the easy Ray out and they lost this race twice. They lost no this question. race the first time when they ran those when they ran those commercials that made Eddie look like an idiot. Oh, man. And and I looked at it with my eyes wide open. I was like, that's not the guy I know. And as a campaign, we were like, we got this. <laughs> like, if this is if this is what they're doing,
1: we got this. I, I wonder was, who sat in their office and said, you know what? Let's do that football ad and let's call out the provost because everybody knows what a provost is and what a provost does. I think
2: the worst one was when they said, boom, there it is. Huh. Like, so we, we made a joke saying, like, we were joking in our campaign like, Y'all know that the whole campaign team is like, yeah, that's great, and then, but in their mind, they're going, oh my god, what are we doing? Um, that was those can camp- well, those ads. John the front- Bell
1: went boom, there it is on Dude, Saturday night. He yeah, he did. <laughs> How can people find out about you, reach you, learn more oh, about you, brother? Um,
2: man, I'm trying to just lay low. and, and, and no, I'm kidding. Uh, LR3 Consulting, LR3Consulting.com. Then get uh, Twitter, Lionel, uh, Randy Three. Um, uh, they can just call me 225-247-4246. <laughs> two, 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 four,
1: four, four, <laughs> He's a grizzled old veteran now. He's a daddy and come in looking like Grizzly Adams and everything. Uh, well, brother, if we don't talk again, man, happy Thanksgiving to yeah. you and your lovely family, brother.
2: S- same, same to you and your family. We're gonna, uh, it's been a long year for me, so we're going we're gonna to take off and take the kids down to Disney. And I'm going to take my wife to uh, an, an island outside of the – jurisdiction of the United States of America and we're Mm going to turn off some phones and and, I'm going to sit on the beach for a little while and Think about things and 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 relax, and then come back in in January, man, and get back to work. We've got a there's a lot of work
1: left well, to be done, and that's the thing. This time of the year, you get to recharge your batteries, and I try to take every opportunity I have when it comes up because, like yourself, when January starts, it's like there's no buildup. You just get sprint. Yeah,
2: and this, and we're gonna get right back into it. And, and this was a battle, uh, you know, but the war is. War ages on, and, and for the next four years, it's going to be a it's going to be a war, and it's going to be interesting to watch who starts positioning themselves. Like, let's see, you know, the bet is is somebody going to announce for governor before Thanksgiving or after.
1: <laughs> oh, it's going to be out there. Listen, one of the, we'll, after the first of the year, we'll get you back to talk about Saint George, and if you want and, to talk uh, about a war that's <laughs> getting ready to come. And uh, you can tell me about the next time that you and Richard Lipsy get together to have coffee. Oh, it's my bud. He's coming over for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Podcast two two five.
1: Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows, and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website, and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225 214 1550. That's 225 214 1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today.
0: This is The Clay Young Show.
1: Special thanks to Lionel Rainey for coming in and talking with us today. I'm so glad this election cycle is over with, though. I got to tell you. (laughs) I, t- I talked to a lot of people on both sides of the aisle who felt the same way. They just wanted this whole thing just to be absolutely over. Elections have been so much more taxing now because of the proliferation of information via social media and all of the opinions out there that people are offering. Some spot on, some just destructive. So many out there that are just meant to throw bombs at each other from opposite sides of the political line. And I just tell people, if, if it bothers you a whole lot, just tune it out. I mean, you really can. Unfollow people on social media who tick you off with garbage of the political nature. You know, if you're going to watch the 6 o'clock news or the 10 o'clock news or any news during the day, you're going to see a bunch of these ads. So if you're gonna watch the news, be prepared for it. Otherwise, don't watch the news. But it ain't going anywhere, and it's only gonna get worse. And I I it is a concerning thing about some of the partisanship. I, I'm look, I people have a right to view the political status of our cities, our states, and of course our country in whatever way they see fit. But the the fact that People hate each other on opposite sides of the line. I just don't subscribe to that. I've got friends who are Democrats. I've got friends who are Republicans. And while I may disagree with people on certain issues of policy, man, I just, there are lots of great reasons to dislike people. And just because of their political party, that's, that's not really it. And I'm a business guy. So at the end of the day, you know, it's, you got to do business and it's about the, the, the task at hand. So. And I told you going into the interview. Lionel shoots it straight. And he has perspective about Dr. Abraham. That not many have. And he's, he's going to come back. To talk about this St. George thing. We joked about it at the end of our interview. But he was one of the principal people. Involved with that. When it started. And stepped away from it. To run this campaign for Dr. Abraham. But man. Man it's been done. Now, I've also put a feeler out to Governor Edwards' people to talk with him on the podcast coming up sometime in the very near future, get his thoughts on where he thinks Louisiana needs to go, his thoughts on the state's economy and what we're what we're doing and what he thinks we need to do versus what like some of the things that Lionel talked about there. But I'll say it again, John Bill Edwards in the runoff especially ran a spectacular campaign. They had no real missteps along the way. He kept his jersey clean. And I think in politics, that matters a whole lot when you're running races. And there was no one from his political left throwing any bombs of substance at him. And the Rasponi-Abraham dynamic played out in his favor in the primary, and it played out again in his favor in the runoff. So, man, just something else, Right. So listen, if you are listening to the show, if you listen on your Apple device, whether it be your computer, your iPad or your iPhone, you could hit the subscribe button in the podcast app. And every time there is new content from this show, it pops up or you can just, hey, listen, mark it down. Know that we've got a, a new show, sometimes two here at podcast225.com. If you're not an iOS user while you're here, hopefully you've checked out the Crime Stoppers podcast episode one the case of Janessa Hartley. I'm getting great feedback from people who listened to the show, even from media friends of mine who are talking about the compelling story that's told. I really hope you've had a chance to check it out. If not, man, go do that. Podcast 225.com episode one of the Crime Stoppers podcast. It's a good one. Episode two is in the works as we speak. So, guys, enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. We certainly will talk again at least a couple times, once or twice before Thanksgiving. So we'll talk a little bit about then as we get close to it. But thanks for being here on Episode 222 of The Clay Young Show.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.